Proudly presents Rapid on Racing, the Tri-State's number one motorsports talk show. Today's program is brought to you in part by our marketing partners. Recognized by the Eastern Motorsports Press Association as one of the top racing shows in the Eastern United States. Here's Rapid on Racing. Oh, say, can you see? Was so proudly we hailed at the twilight's last gleaming, whose broad stripes and bright stars through the perilous fight or the ramparts we watched were so gallantly streaming. Listeners, joining me now is co-host Dave Oliveri. Uh, good evening. How are you? I'm doing well, Don. It's just been, I was off last week. I was uh, out in Philadelphia, and I want to thank Tyler Harris for, you know, filling in for me. And but, you know, had a, had a busy week. It's kind of unusual not to have too much Friday racing, but I had an opportunity this past Saturday to go down to Pennsylvania Motor Speedway and was able to help Tyler out. There was a lot of racing and some makeup features, and, and it's always nice to go there. I'm welcomed, and I get a chance to do uh, some victory lane reviews. So it's always a fun evening. Before we get into the show, I want to talk a little bit about 9 11. Uh, one of the things, uh, when those animals did that, uh, it was just, it was incredibly wrong. Uh, where were you when that happened? I was working at uh, my job at, at Barrel Mitsubishi at the time, and I was sitting in my office, and we had some early morning customers, and, and normally they're just watching the news, and there was a break in um, the TV channel, and this lady came in, and she says, Dave, a plane crashed into the towers, one of the towers in New York, and you know, you're like, well, was it a you know passenger plane or a small plane, and then... The, the things that just transpired after that and the horrific things that took place, but yet on a, you know, a positive side, uh, how the firefighters and the first responders came together there was just tremendous, you know, risking their life and the country as a whole. I mean, we, we slowed down for a little bit, but 
it's something that you kind of really don't see anymore. The country unified as one, and it didn't matter if it was male, female, what race you were. We were all together in this you know, such a tragic event, Don. I was at the university at IUP, and I had a friend call me, and I had to get to a TV. I just couldn't believe there could be that much evil in the world. But uh, what I do now, I, uh, I do that tunnels to towers, and I donate $11 a month to help out these fellows that made the sacrifices uh, in, in lieu of all the bad things that were happening uh, it's it's not much, but it's it's what I can do. The, the special thing about it is I've, I take it upon myself, uh, because it's relatively close to home, to since they were, when they had the, the chain link fence up there and the, 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 the homemade monuments, and to watch what our country did to purchase that land and to develop it into what it is today and you know, I, I have my chance to go to the visitor center, and if anybody's not gone to the visitor center up at the Flight 93 Memorial, you'll need to go. Uh, it it kind of recreates some things and bring back memories, Don. But they have three recordings from passengers on the plane that are calling their loved ones, and if you have an ounce of sympathy in your body, I mean, tears just roll out of your eyes. It's just... Uh, I mean, these people were calm and collected, but you know, they knew what they were going to do. They were going to, you know, rush the, the the cockpit and take the terrorists down. And in doing so, they were sacrificing the lives of everybody on their plane. But more importantly, they were saving what those terrible people were going to do. Could have been millions of people, Don. Unbelievable. Well. On tonight's show, we're going to have weekly reports from Bill Rebar, General Manager at Jennerstown Speedway, and the voice of Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway, Tyler Harris, and a really nice interview you did with Chris Schneider. Uh, in addition to all that, uh, the makeup uh, dream uh, at Eldora uh, took three months to do it, but Brandon Overton uh, erased a two-second lead for the race the outside on the restart, Madden running on seven cylinders due to a plug wire falling off. Overton gained the lead and pulled to a two-sick advantage to win his third Dream 100 worth on $128,000. Unbelievable. And I, I guess the worst one was a $128,000 plug wire. <laughs> well, Bill Korch is going to have a complete report on uh, the activities at uh, Eldora. How about Saturday? Uh, you did a nice interview with Tim Schaefer. And what is the wrapping on racing blessing? I don't know. I, I know at least three times this year, and it could be more that when I have an opportunity to interview someone, they find their way to victory lane, and it's, it's kind of funny because in the interview I did with Tim, and we talked nothing about sprint cars. It was just what he's doing now with the crate late model. And I saw him in victory lane, and I said, I guess my luck rubbed off on you. And it, it's just kind of funny because even the people that you you know, you know interview, it just seems I, I, I bet at least 10 times this year, you talk to someone on Rappin' on Race, and, and you might find your, you know, yourself in uh, – you know, Victory Lane, but Tim's resume includes the Knoxville National, Lernerville and All-Star Championships, and a recent sprint car win in Attica. 
Yeah, he's at Attica a, a few weeks ago, wins in the sprints, and then comes to Pittsburgh and wins in the late model. And, and in your interview, he explains he's just having some fun with the late model. He is, and he said, you know, it's, I was telling him, I said, Tim, you know, what do you adjust on a sprint car? I mean, there's the Jacobs ladder and maybe a shock and things like that, and you can move the wing, but he says, it's, again, I won't spoil too much of it, but I'll just say, he told me, Dave, you know, it's just a challenge, and it's a challenge that I like, and, I'm, you know, he says, I'm going to be doing this for quite some time. Our buddy Preston Cope picked up a win at Michael's Mercer Raceway in a Jerry Schaefer-owned Rush Modified. Yeah, I just I saw that across the Internet, and congratulations to Preston. I had a chance to talk to him last month at uh, Jennerstown Speedway, and here's a young man that not only runs asphalt, he runs a dirt modified, you know, it's kind of like Timmy, you know, you're jumping into a sprint car, now you're into, he runs the go-karts at his own track, and then you're into a, you know, a crate late model. So, commend these guys that can jump into both, you know, any type of car, because not only will it help you, but it's going to just sharpen your skills. Uh, you made a comment. Uh, well, first of all, Alex Faree and the number one Cochrane team won 5000 at the se- September shootout at Raceway 7. Alex also won the heat, the dash, and the feature. And you said maybe Lynn should travel more when Alex is going racing. Lynn, if you're listening to this, I apologize. But the, it just, just seems like when Lynn... And again, you know, God bless Lynn. He's out there and enjoying life, and he's got to do it with racing. And if he takes he takes the time off for his team, so I think Don, when you talk to him or his week, you might have to make that suggestion. Uh, good buddy Brett Hutera picked up a win at Latrobe Speedway. So, will you talk about a jam packed show we have today? It has been it's been a crazy week. I won't get into it if you want to allude to it, but we've been on and off the phone probably two to three times a day, and I was doing my best to try to try to provide some, as much information as we could because we didn't know if this show was going to upload this evening. Well, it's, it's funny you mentioned that because I was going to say something. Okay, I had no Internet, no phone, and no TV for five days. So what I had to do, I would go over to Carrie's and get on her Internet and communicate back and forth with you, for example, uh, all the Schneider interviews. I got them at Carrie's and came back here to the studio and uploaded them on my computer. And thank goodness the guy came today at 1130. And what the problem was, there was a bad storm, and it knocked out the entire Aradale County community. But I was special. It hit my power box or whatever it is and it burned out a transmitter or something and uh when the guy came he bypassed that so the next bad storm i'm not going to be a victim of uh, an electronic catastrophe well the thing that we do in today's society is you know you go back to you're you know a little bit older than me but we didn't have all these gadgets and you you relied on walking down the street and if you had a phone call, it might have been a party line you shared with a neighbor. And it's just we're so driven with our electronic society today when things like this happen. And it happens at work. You know, I work for Number One Cochrane, and from time to time we lose power or someone hits a transformer. And when you shut down 1,200 people, 
It's a big problem. You know what it was like for Don Gamble. Imagine magnifying it. Yeah. Well, we're over that excellent report. Uh, I can't thank you enough for all the extra phone calls that we had, but we got her together, and I think the people are going to enjoy we have for them. I think they are, too. Again, we talk about this just amongst ourselves, and I think our listeners will have to agree. We probably have if not one or the most diversified show in, in bringing you interviews and uh, racing updates probably in the eastern United States, Don. I agree, and I thank you. You have a nice evening. You do the same, Don. This is the Banker Bob Thought for Monday, September 12th. It's kind of scary how time flies, but nothing really changes. Hey, this is Joey Logano, and you're listening to Rapid On Racing. Saturday night, as usual, a big night with weather issues at Jennerstown Speedway. Billy Rebar, good evening. How are you? Oh, we're drying out, Don. We're still drying out. Yeah. Hey, uh, Owen Hope, you kept saying, the kid's going to win. The kid's going to win. I tried to interview him this week, but I didn't have any internet for five days because of a storm. But your prediction was right. He won. Yeah, Owen has increasingly seen speed each and every week here the last couple uh, weeks here of the season. and We knew it was just a matter of time. He gave Barry Audie a run for his money in a 75-lap two weeks ago, but it was not going to be denied this past Saturday. Owen Halp earns his first career win in the Martellus Pharmacy late mall. I was talking to him, and I asked him, I said, you have an unusual number on your car, 51. Why is that? He says, Come on. when we bought the car, the number was on there, and we just left it on. I guess he got it somewhere up in Michigan. I have no idea where it came from. Yeah, I believe it was Michigan, uh, somewhere out west, so to speak. I know it's a Port City race car chassis, and I know Owen and his team have been working with some different people, making some adjustments. You know, everybody's trying to catch Barry Audi this year. you got to find something different. And they've obviously found something out that's really translated to speed for him. The points shake up in all the divisions, especially the pro stocks. What's the story there? Yeah, so going into the night, Jeff Jowes, your points leader, I believe was ahead of Adam Kostelding by nine points, which is a narrow margin. Uh, and anything can happen, Don. And you know that car count directly affects the uh, points battles and two points per position. And the pro stocks have had really large car counts this season. This Saturday, Saturday night, uh, Points leader Jeff Giles was involved in an incident with Chris Brink. Uh, I believe it was on like lap one or two in the opening laps and resulted in Giles making pretty heavy contact with the outside wall in the turns one and two. And, you know, he was the first one out of the race. Because uh, Delling had a chance to win the race, a late, late race restart with Will Heminger. Will Heminger beat him to the punch and. Will went and got his fourth win of the year, Castelling second, and now the points battle in the one-stop auto sales pro stocks is just the difference of one point with Giles still in the lead. Wow. Hey, one of the pro stock drivers who drops in from time to time is Preston Cope, but he picked up a modified feature win Saturday at Mercer, so pretty versatile guy, and he just races when he feels like it, but I thought the acknowledgement to the fact that he can win in either one. Yeah, Preston's just really great will, man. Well, great speaker. Great to have him uh, in the booth sometimes from hand-to-hand. And He's a great r- racer to go from dirt to asphalt. I think a lot of people try to go back and forth, and then you find out it's a lot harder than they think. And uh, Preston's 
been able to do that. Now, you, I, we were talking about the modified point spread, and I guess uh, that's two of my favorite drivers. That's pretty close. It really is. Uh, with the points drop after last week's makeup feature for the modified, Tom Golick from West Newton is still in the lead by 11 points over Jason Bush. Pretty much nose the tail, and that's how they finished on the racetrack. It was Doug Lesnar for the win, Tom Golick, and Jason Bush in third. So with two weeks to go, all eyes are on the pro stocks in the modified division. Yes, the points are pretty close as well in the street stocks. Anything can happen there, as well as the chargers and the four-cylinders. Uh, Barry Audi is pretty steadily on his way to yet another championship, barring basically car not racing the last two weeks. So um, not going to count our chickens to their hatch, but it looks pretty promising that Barry will once again be the champion at Jennerstown, the Martellus Ramsey Lake Malls. Um, with the abbreviated schedule, now, you had some of your events were rained out or had to be canceled? Well, the only thing we got rid of was the heat races. So, Mother Nature, who's been a fan all season long, and the weather forecasters, the wonderful people they are, all week long called for blue skies and great weather on Saturday to very late Saturday night. And about 2 o'clock, our phones all changed, and rain was in the area. It felt like rain, and it rained. We got the Super Cup Stock Car Series practice in, and then the rain started to fall, put us a little bit behind and watching. We saw a window. We took advantage of that window. We were able to get all the five, uh, all six feature events for the weekly series then as well as the two super cup stock car series we shortened their races from 50 to 30 they only had 10 cars on and 30 was enough for them to, to meet their requirements with their drivers and uh it literally in victory lane the skies opened up so we made good use of the window in the time unfortunately you never know what mother nature is going to do and it did shorten they didn't get the heat races in uh but we felt that Drivers would rather have had a set of hot laps to adjust for the conditions than a heat race. So that's what we did, and it uh, worked out pretty well. All right, Bill, what's coming up next week? So on Saturday, September 17th, we will have a six-division NASCAR weekly asphalt racing program again, which is just one week before the championships are crowned on Saturday, September 24th. Dawn, you know anything can happen. Mother Nature plays a part in everything. And, you know, when we're done on either the 17th or the 24th, weather permitting, that will be the last weekly racing show of the year which leads us into saturday october 1st for the first annual i should say inaugural inaugural fall brawl at the jennerstown speedway with the cra pro late models the cra street stocks the midwest modified tour and the vor super compact touring series so really excited uh for these last three weeks you know the 17th is kind of the last chance before the points championships on the 24th and we're still not done even after the points championship. So three weeks to go in the season, which has seemed like you know, 18 weeks, 18 weeks of racing for the Martellus Pharmacy Lay models. It's been a long season, and uh, you, know, you can't wait for it to get here, and you hate to see it go, but I think everybody's ready to sit back and regroup. One thing I admire about you in, in reference to next year, uh, you don't like surprises, and when there's a situation with anything at the track that involves your competitors, you always let them know ahead of time. Are there any for, uh, unforeseen changes, uh, rules, races, schedule for, for next uh, year? Yeah, we're definitely starting to be in communication with the drivers. Uh, I do foresee some changes. Uh, in the rules that not quite ready to make that announcement yet. Um, been speaking with the owners as well as drivers, some things that are in the best interest of the Speedway and everyone that I've spoken to has been in agreements with. 
So we are in the process of setting up those rule meetings. It is kind of hard still to set everybody down when we're racing on Saturdays and things, but very shortly following the season, uh, we're going to get everybody in the same room and get those discussed. I don't see any changes at all to the divisions. We still will run a six-division racing program next year. I think the point drop worked really well. Something that was recommended to us, which I think is outstanding and I want to implement next year, is you know we did a point drop this year, but it's two points per position. We need to implement a two-point award to hard charger. If you got a guy that's winning every single week or every so many weeks, and he has to always start 10, 12, 14, or someone like that, uh, and they make it up to second when they don't win, they should be awarded two points for a hard charger of the week. So that's something that was suggested and I really like and I'd like to implement. Um, so we've got a lot of really good ideas moving into next year. Looking at uh, focusing a little more on the weekly program and uh, shows and things that our drivers can participate in. So haven't really started a ton on the schedule yet. I'm going to try to keep it close to Jennerstown. Well, we do the once a month thing all, all during the off season. So when you got a hot topic, we'll cover it, and everybody will know. Sounds great, Don. One thing is for sure: uh, Jennerstown Speedway will be NASCAR sanctioned again in 2023. I think that should go without saying. That's been a great partnership and relationship this year, and can't wait to continue to grow that. Excellent report, as usual. You have a nice evening. Thanks, Don. This portion of today's program is brought to you in part by Curtis Power Solutions. Every day when they open the doors at Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights, Pennsylvania, their goal is to provide great customer service by offering affordable automotive and truck repair service performed by highly trained technicians at the highest industry standard. By implementing the latest diagnostic equipment and computerized repair manuals, you can rest assured that your vehicle will be repaired to factory specifications for your specific car or truck. At Zarin Truck and Automotive, they believe in honest repairs and will demonstrate that fully by explaining the repair or service you are receiving and they'll give you an estimate or quote before work is performed. When you choose Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights, Pennsylvania, you are choosing professional automotive repair and maintenance performed by expert automotive technicians. That's Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights. I want to tell you a little bit about area auto racing news. Nice uh, newspaper. It covers a lot of good stuff. Some of the writers, Dave Moody, Ernie Saxton, Walt Weimer, Chuck Bollinger, Dave Dragovich, just to name a few. As a matter of fact, Bollinger, Dragovich, and uh, Weimer have been part of Rapping on Racing for many, many years. You can get 50 issues for $56. But what I like best is a digital subscription, which is $45. Really neat uh, paper. If you need more information, you can give them a call at 609-888-3618. That number again for Area Auto Racing News, 609 888 3618. You won't be disappointed. At Alternative Power Sources, they have always understood that your generator needs are never one size fits all. They are still the local generator company you have come to know and trust. 
but with expanded resources and expertise as a subsidiary of Curtis Power Solutions Company, part of the Indel Power Group. As a Curtis Power Solutions Company, they offer quality brands such as MTU, Kohler, Southeastern Power Products, and Yamaha Generators. They bring more experience for working on complex projects such as engineering and design services for data centers and healthcare facilities. At the same time, they continue to service all brands of standby generators. Also, don't forget to ask about their rentals for your next event or power emergency. If you have a project, Alternative Power Sources has a solution. Contact them today at 1-800-894-4455. That's 1-800-894-4455. Hi, this is NASCAR driver Josh Berry, and you're listening to Rapping on Racing. And joining us now is Zach Tadero. Zach, good evening. How are you? I'm good, Don. How are you? Good. Now, you're making the big step from the street stocks up to the late models. Uh, when did you make the decision to do this? Well, about probably seven or eight years ago. When I decided to get into racing, I decided I wanted to follow my dad's footsteps and uh, race late models. So um, he always told me, you know, never jump right into it. You know, you need to work your way into it. And so I decided to start out in the street stock division. So I raced street stocks from 2016 to 2020 and then sold the street stock in order to fund my late model move and uh, took the year off. Uh, getting the car ready, and uh, finally got it out on the track uh, to run a few races here at the end of 2022. Now, did you build the car or buy it? I bought the car. Where, where did it come it's from? Older chassis. Uh, it came from a guy in New Jersey, actually. Um, it's an older chassis, but it has a new body and um, updated um, front clips. So it's uh, it's a good starter car, I think. Um, of I obviously don't have the funds to just buy a brand new one, so uh, just getting my feet wet with this one. Well, if the components are updated, I mean, think about it. I, I think Barry uh, Barry Audi's got a car that's twenty years old, and uh, the same thing with um, Adam Kostelnik has a car that's twenty some years old, or he has had. So, you know, if the components are on there. It is an excellent starter car. I like that it's beautiful, a pretty white number four. I know you have one sponsor and you're looking for some others. So uh, let's talk about how somebody that sees the car and says, Woo, I like this car. I'd like to get involved. Uh, how about a number where they, or a email where they could get in touch with you? Sure. I mean, uh, you mentioned it. Uh, we got a big white blank car. Uh, plenty of sponsorship opportunities if anyone out there is interested in putting their name on the car um, feel free to reach out Um, I do have a Facebook page um, it's called Platinum Motorsports Um, you can message me on there um, or uh, reach out uh, other ways but um, yeah plenty of uh, opportunities Uh, we only have the one sponsor right now it's uh, United Jewelers Uh, it's the family business uh, used to be my grandfather's jewelry store and uh, he passed it along to my uncle who also helps out in the pit crew so um, we really appreciate everything he does for us and uh, and um, if anybody's in the in downtown Johnstown area stop down and see him and, and mention uh, you 
install the race car, and I'm sure he'll help you out. Well, one of the nice things about the jewelry sponsorship, half the people in the grandstands are women, and they like jewelry. So if they see that car and they think, you know, gee whiz, maybe I ought to stop in there and get some stuff, you know, get some jewelry, because I know women like jewelry. Well, you mentioned um, the the uh, number four. Uh, was that Dad's number when he raced? So my dad was number 14 whenever he was in late models. And um, the reason he came to that was uh, he was actually number 15 whenever he was in the pro stock division back in the 90s, yeah. uh, which 15 was his birthday. So that's how he picked 15. And then when he moved to late models, um, somebody already had 15, so he had to. He just went down a number to 14. Um, so four is my birthday, so I decided to just go with four to kind of use the same kind of method that he picked his number with. And you know, it's only one digit off of 14, so yeah. um, kind of stuck with that. And uh, that's why we're number four. Years ago, I was driving for a team out of Harmony, PA, and they had an orange number 68. Now, I don't think I've ever seen another 68 locally, and we showed up the first day, and there was another orange 68, so you never know what's going to happen with numbers. Uh, what do you like? Yeah. What do you like best about racing? I really like the adrenaline. Um, there's there's just no comparing the feeling you get going around that track and going around the turns and G-forces and feeling the car, you know, stepping out from under you and having to, you know, wheel it and keep a hold of it. You know, it's uh, there's no other feeling like it. You know, I, I took a year or two off here and uh, really missed it. And, uh, you know, riding four-wheelers and stuff, kind of trying to get some of that adrenaline back, and it's just it just doesn't compare. So it's such a cool feeling to be driving a driving a race car it's can't compare it to any anything else if you're just joining us we're talking to zach Tadero, driver of car number four now other than the finances what do you consider the toughest part of racing maybe the time commitment time and money is the two toughest part of racing it takes a lot of time and a lot of money and that's two things that myself and i'm sure others don't have much of especially uh those of us that have kids so uh it's definitely hard to it takes a lot of time in the garage you know every pretty much every night during the week getting the car ready and doing maintenance and fixing things that are broke or leaking or you know, there's just there's so much that goes into it. It it really is a, a full time job within itself, on top of you know my regular full time job. So, what do you do for definitely? Uh, uh, what do you do for work? Uh, I'm a, a mechanical engineer. That's impressive. You know, years ago in racing, the drivers were either mechanics, auto body guys, or car salesmen. But a guy like yourself, a mechanical engineer in racing, and that's got to be a benefit when you're trying to figure out something on the car that's maybe not quite right. Uh, do you feel that comes in handy? Yeah. I um, Sometimes I feel like it does uh, hinder me a little bit, too, because, you know, you, you take 
take things a little bit too uh, too in depth sometimes. You know, you tend to overanalyze things. Um, I know I do that a lot. You know, sometimes you just got to stick to the basics and uh, you know do what what guys have done forever instead of trying to overanalyze everything. So. So I guess it's a good or a bad thing, but um, you know I've I've always grown up working on cars. So I mean I have the hands-on. You know I'm a you know I always say I'm a blue-collar guy with a white-collar job. So well, you know you mentioned that years ago I was working for a company in the summer, Muller Monk and Associates. It was a design firm, and we actually were in their shop, and we had to build the prototype. Uh, actually, the cars at the Bay Area Rapid Transit in San Francisco, they wanted to build a car that had to go to the World's Fair. Well, that wasn't a problem, but it had to come apart in four pieces. And the engineers just didn't understand. We'd have to drag them over to the shop and say, look, this is what we have. This is what we what you want. And it's not going to work because they weren't hands on engineers. But that's that was 100 years ago. Uh, a favorite or memorable moment in racing. What would it be? Probably my first win uh, in street stock was really special. Um, we pretty much changed every nut bolt part on that car from whenever we first got it. Completely gutted it. Uh, new body, new interior, new just everything. I mean, spent countless hours working on that car and, and trying different things. And when we finally got that first win uh, back in 2019, uh, it, was, it was really special. It just really felt like all our hard work had finally paid off. And, you know, I grew up watching my dad race at the track and always, you know, it was always a dream of mine to be able to race there and, and to be a, a Jennerstown feature winner was a really cool thing. Well, let's figure next year you might be able to have that one. How about a moment you'd like to forget? Maybe something that happened that's like, oh, what was I thinking? <laughs> well, there's a lot. Um, <laughs> I'd say um, pretty much any time you get in, get in an accident or um, spin out or, you know, that's always kind of embarrassing. Um, but at the same time, you know, you have to you have to push your car to the limit. Otherwise, you're, you're not going to be competitive. So just finding that edge and sometimes you step over it and, uh, you know, spin yourself out. Um, that's probably not the greatest moment in racing. But um, like I said, you have to do what it takes to get every ounce out of the car. If you don't take it right to the edge, there'll be a lot of seconds, and you don't want that. Now, uh, we we already mentioned that if anybody wants to get involved with sponsorship, to go to your Facebook page and get in touch with you. How about the pit crew? Who helps you prepare the car? Well, our pit crew right now is kind of just uh, whoever we can get any given week because we're all, we're all pretty busy. Um, but... Um, my crew chief will be, uh, he's my brother-in-law, Jeremy Sedano. Um, he helps me so much. I, I couldn't do it without him. He's, he's my main helper. Um, and I tell him all the time, I, I wouldn't be racing if it wasn't for him because he's, 
he helps me out tremendously with with anything and everything from working in the garage with me to help me load the car on Saturdays and spotting for me and you know he just he works so hard to make sure that I can get on the track and I can't thank him enough for that and he's he's a tremendous help um and then of course my uncle Jeff uh who owns United Jewelers uh he's a big help uh both financially and with uh with his uh help on the pit crew um Travis Warner uh he's a helper uh in the pit crew he just started coming he uh, used to help uh some four-cylinder guys and um me and him went to high school together and he, he started to uh help me now with the late model so um he's also a help and then uh i gotta also you know thank other pit crews you know we have other guys there that are um lending help um Dustin Gursky and Lauren Butler you know they're at the track and they're street stock friends of ours and they help out when they can and uh of course even other late model drivers help out um Barry Audi and uh Rob Marheska and just anybody I have any questions you know they all seem to be willing to help and it's really cool to have them wanting to help and wanting to see the the field get get better and uh it's it's just really cool to be a part of you sound pretty lucky you got a really nice group of people that are involved with you well we're coming up on a commercial break any closing thoughts anything you would like to add i just want to thank my wife for uh for everything she does uh, for me and uh allowing me to uh you know pursue my dream of you know racing and i know it uh, it's, it's tough having a you know year and a half year old and uh you know it just takes a lot of time me being in the garage and uh and you know a lot of sacrifices for me to be able to do this and uh i just i really appreciate that i can do this and uh, i just have to thank her for that and uh you know she's six months pregnant now and uh she was in the car helping me bleep brakes the other night too so i mean that's <laughs> a big help too and uh i'm just so glad that she's willing to, to help me out with that and um you know i joked with her and i said you know she's she's six months pregnant with our son and i said well uh my son's not even born yet and he's already in a race car you know whenever <laughs> she was in there helped me bleed the brakes so that was kind of a cool moment the wife of a race car driver is a very special person, and it sounds like you've got a great one. I want to thank you for being with us. Um, good luck with the new car, and uh, when you get your first win, I want to have you back on the show. Sounds good. I hope I can do that someday. I think we've got a long ways to go yet, though. Oh, well, you never know. All right, thanks again. Okay, thanks, Don. This portion of today's program was brought to you in part by Curtis Power Solutions. Are you in need of financial planning or portfolio review? Rick Sabo of RPS Financial Solutions is an independent financial planner who has testified as an expert witness on insurance and investment fraud. He helps people who are concerned about their portfolio or with other financial matters. His services include investments, pension, 
and 401k rollovers, estate planning, life insurance, and long-term care alternatives. As a registered IRS tax preparer, he can assist retirees with the completion of property tax rebate forms and other government tax reduction programs at no charge. Mr. Sabo does not charge a fee to meet with potential clients for a fact find. His office is located at 5061 Route 8, Gibsonia, PA. If you are in need of any of the services that he provides, give him a call at 724-443-5720. That's 724-443-5720. Or email him at rick.sabo at jwcemail.com. Securities offered through J.W. Cole Financial Incorporated, member of FINRA SIPC. Advisory services offered through J.W. Cole Advisors Incorporated, neither J.W. Cole Advisors Incorporated or J.W. Cole Financial Incorporated, nor its representatives provide legal, tax preparation, or accounting advice. Persons who provide such advice do so in a capacity other than as a registered representative of J.W.C.A., J.W.C. RPS Financial Solutions and J.W.C., J.W.C.A. are unaffiliated entities. Located in beautiful Somerset County in western Pennsylvania's picturesque Laurel Highlands, the Jennerstown Speedway Complex hosts exciting Saturday night racing from May to September. Come see daring drivers compete in late models, modifieds, pro stocks, street stocks, chargers, and the fast and furious fours. Special events include the Motor Mountain Masters, NASCAR Whaled Modifieds, ISMA sanctioned Super Modifieds, the Super Cup Stock Car Series, and Enduro races. The Jennerstown Speedway Complex takes great pride in providing fun, affordable family entertainment. The 6 p.m. start time allows the younger fans the opportunity to enjoy the entire show, including at the completion of each weekly event. Everyone in attendance is invited into the pits to meet the drivers and see the cars up close. Spend your Saturday nights in Somerset County at the Jennerstown Speedway Complex. Race fans, this is Jonathan Davenport. You're listening to Rapping On Racing. Now let's get back to the show. It was the 52nd annual World 100 this past weekend at Eldora Speedway in Rossburg, Ohio. But this year's race schedule had the added bonus of the completion of the dream, as the race was rained out in June 14 laps into the 100-lap feature. So on Wednesday, the remaining laps were run, with Brandon Overton winning the event again after capturing both dream races last year, including the postponed event, from 2020. Overton talked about battling Chris Madden for the lead. I really didn't think I had anything for him. Like I felt like we was the same speed and he could he could get through the traffic a little better. You know, he and he could keep circling a little better, but anyway, we had that caution. I was like, "Damn, I got I got I let it up for it's like 8 laps or something." I was like, "I need to have the best restart of my life and just don't crash for 8 laps." So Overton wins it by less than a second over Madden with Tim McCready third, Jonathan Davenport fourth, and Brandon Shepard finishing fifth. Sixth through tenth went to Dale McDowell, Kyle Strickler, Josh Rice, Brian Shirley, and Kyle Bronson. Thursday night was the first World 100 prelim event featuring the 107 cars separated into two groups. The heat winners in Group A were Chris Madden, Jimmy Owens, Jonathan Davenport, and Johnny Scott. Heat winners in Group B were Chris Ferguson, Hudson O'Neill, Shane Clatton, and Tim McCready. The B main in Group A, the first one going to Joseph Joyner, Kyle Strickler was second. The second B main in Group A was won by Cameron Marler, followed by Dakota Knuckles. B main number one for Group B, won by Billy Moyer Sr., Tyler Bruning was second. And B-Main number two in Group B 
was won by Steve Kingsbolt. Austin Kirkpatrick finished second. The 25-lap Group A feature was won by Jonathan Davenport, Jimmy Owen second, Brandon Overton third, Chris Madden was fourth, and Johnny Scott fifth. Then came Brandon Shepard, Ricky Thornton Jr., Mike Marler, Spencer Hughes, and Kyle Strickler. Group B's feature was won by Hudson O'Neill. Shane Clanton was second, Chris Ferguson third, Tim McCready fourth, and Garrett Smith finished fifth. Six through ten went to Devin Moran, Ricky Weiss, Bobby Pierce, Mason Ziegler, and Will Harrington. Night number two on Friday had the same two-group format. Heat winners in Group A were Bobby Pierce, Kyle Bronson, Ricky Weiss, and Mason Ziegler. The Group B heat winners were John Henry, Josh Rice, Zach Dome, and Brian Shirley. The first B main in Group A won by Brandon Overton, Devin Moran was second, and the second B main for Group A went to Ricky Thornton Jr., Billy Moyer Sr. finished second. Group B's B main number one, Tyler Erb the winner, James Rice finished second, and the second B main in Group B went to Kai Bright, with Victor Lee finishing second. A little controversy in the 25-lap feature for Group A, Ricky Weiss was the winner, but after the race, he was disqualified for a droop violation. That gave the win to Bobby Pierce. Kyle Bronson finishing second, Mason Ziegler third, and Brandon Shepard fourth. Jonathan Davenport was fifth. Then came Mike Marler, Tim McCready, Will Harrington, Jimmy Owens, and Kent Robinson. In the Group B feature, Dale McDowell passed Josh Rice with two laps to go to win it. Rice finishing second, Chris Madden was third, Garrett Smith fourth, then came Brian Shirley, Ryan Gustin, Zach Tome, and Jace Junghans. Then on Saturday night, it was the 52nd Annual World 100 with the usual six-heat race format. The heat winners were Earl Pearson Jr., Ricky Thornton Jr., Shannon Babb, Brandon Overton, Jimmy Owens, and Jonathan Davenport. By winning heats five and six, that put Owens on the outside of the front row and Davenport on the pole. The BMA winners were Ryan Gustin and Kyle Strickler. In the 100-lamp feature, Davenport grabbed the early lead and stayed there through the first series of cautions, which included a multi-car pileup on lap 18, then involved Chris Ferguson, Mason Ziegler, and Stormy Scott. Davenport continued to lead until lap 38 when Overton was able to get past him for the top spot. He stayed in front until just past the halfway point when Davenport shot inside of Overton in turn two to regain the lead. From there, Davenport was able to open a sizable margin to capture his fifth World 100. After the race, he talked about his success at Eldora and also some changes in the track this year. Man, this place is just awesome. It's, uh, it's so frustrating. All the damn inverts and the way they change the track some and they change the banking this year. They, I feel like they put a little bit more something in the water. It made it greasy. Man, I was, I was beside myself after hot laps. You know, we was running around changing everything on the car. We was changing tires. I was, we actually let the car down twice and I drove it around the pit area just to see if everything was okay just because it wasn't like old Eldora. So it just uh, just didn't feel right to me. But obviously we was pretty good in the heat. Um, my guys, Jason, Vinny, and Tyler uh, made some great changes. And uh, we just tried not to stay um, too locked down on what we always do. And so we went back a little bit and uh, it definitely helped. And then we changed some more things for the feature. And like I said, I wasn't great to begin with, but um, as uh, the tires came in and then went back away, um, like our car got pretty good.
and Davenport said he felt he could get back around Overton to regain the lead. So I thought I still had a chance, and uh, then we had a caution. I was just kind of waiting on that, and uh, luckily he, he picked the outside again. You know, that's uh, that's two times that I've got him on the bottom, but luckily, uh, you know, he just he's made that mistake twice, and hopefully he'll, he'll do it again if we're in that. Uh, circumstance, but you, you just never know really where to take off. His car, he thought, was better on the outside, so he's a smart racer and smart guy. He, he knows what he's doing, but I just timed the restart pretty good, and uh, he went just a little wide down in turn one, and pretty much the same thing Scott done to me. Um, you know, I got to uh, to do it to him, but I still left him a lane up there. I felt like um, I just tried to take a little air off of him, and then try to beat him back to the bottom of turn three and. Uh, from then, it was just trying to uh, get another good restart. He, he actually got beside of me in turn one, I believe, on the next restart. And I just uh, tried to go, go in there as hard as I could, take a little air off of him once again, and, and just beat him back to turn three. So, Jonathan Davenport, his fifth World 100 win, doing it by more than five seconds over Brandon Overton. Chris Madden was third, Tim McCready fourth, and Ricky Thornton Jr. finished fifth. Then came Bobby Pierce, Hudson O'Neill. Dale McDowell, Dennis Herb Jr., and Devin Moran to round out the top 10. I'm Bill Korch, reporting for Rapid on Racing. Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway returns for its 43rd racing season in 2022 with a jam-packed weekly racing schedule. It all kicks off on Saturday, April 23rd, featuring our five weekly racing divisions, the Rush Late Models, the Penn Ohio Pro Stocks, the Hobby Stocks, the Open Four Cylinders, and the Young Guns. Throughout the season, PPMS will host several can't-miss special events, including the 34th annual Lucas Oil Late Model Dirt Series Pittsburgher 100, as well as three Rush Late Model Touring Series events, the Herb Scott Memorial, the Joke George Steel City Classic and the two-night Bill Hendren Memorial. Other special events include the Falcone Automotive 410 Outlaw Sprint Series, the Boss Wingless Sprint Car Series, the Penn Ohio Pro Stock Series Ed Laboo Memorial, the Red Miley Rumble, the Thunder on the Dirt Vintage Modifieds, the Hobby Stock Invitational, and more. For our full schedule and all track information, check out ppms.com and be sure to stay up to date by following us on Facebook by searching Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway and on Twitter at PA Motor Speedway. At Alternative Power Sources, they have always understood that your generator needs are never one size fits all. They are still the local generator company you have come to know and trust. But with expanded resources and expertise as a subsidiary of Curtis Power Solutions Company, part of the Indel Power Group. As a Curtis Power Solutions Company, they offer quality brands such as MTU, Kohler, Southeastern Power Products, and Yamaha Generators. They bring more experience for working on complex projects such as engineering and design services for data centers and healthcare facilities. At the same time, they continue to service all brands of standby generators. Also, don't forget to ask about their rentals for your next event or power emergency. If you have a project, Alternative Power Sources has a solution. Contact them today at 1-800-894-4455. That's 1-800-894-4455. Every day when they open the doors at Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights, Pennsylvania, their goal is to provide great customer service by offering affordable automotive and truck repair service performed by highly trained technicians at the highest industry standard. 
By implementing the latest diagnostic equipment and computerized repair manuals, you can rest assured that your vehicle will be repaired to factory specifications for your specific car or truck. At Zarin Truck and Automotive, they believe in honest repairs and will demonstrate that fully by explaining the repair or service you are receiving, and they'll give you an estimate or quote before work is performed. When you choose Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights, Pennsylvania, you are choosing professional automotive repair and maintenance performed by expert automotive technicians. That's Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights. And now, more Rapid on Racing with Don Gamble and Tyler Harris. This past Saturday night at Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway, it was the second annual Josh Langer Memorial presented by JED Services for the Chuplick Packing Hobby Sox. It also happened to be the grand finale for the inaugural five-race Chuplick Series for the Hobby Sox. So we have tons to cover this week, so let's just go ahead and dive right on in. It all kicked off for the Chuplick Packing Hobby Stocks with group qualifying. 13 Hobby Stocks took time with Frank McGill being the fastest overall and picking up $111 courtesy of Hoods Up Quick Lube for his efforts. Two eight-lap heat races were next, with the top three cars in each heat race advancing to the fast dash. Frank McGill would carry his momentum to win the first heat race, with Logie Gatellis and Matt Bernard finishing second and third to transfer it to the dash. In heat race number two, Gary Gatellis would be the first to the checkered, with Tony McGill and Jonathan Gatellis being the final two transfer cars. The Jim Langer and family fast dash was next with six cars doing battle for six laps for $111. Tony McGill started fourth and worked his way forward to cash his ticket, winning the fast dash and perhaps most importantly, earning the right to start on the pole position of the second annual Josh Langer Memorial. The 20-lap feature event presented by JED Services was next, but not before the starting field was brought on to the front stretch. Deborah Langer, who was Josh's mother, and Chloe Goodwin, who was Josh's stepdaughter, was there to deliver the most famous words in motorsports, drivers, start your engines. A four-wide salute to the fans was next, followed by the green flag. Gary Catellus used the outside front row starting spot to his advantage, taking off to an impressive early lead over the rest of the field. Fourth starting, Frank McGill battled with his younger brother, Tony McGill, for second, advancing past Tony on lap number two, and the battle extending for a few laps after that. Through cautions and restarts, the battle for the lead was on between Frank McGill and Gary Catellis. A caution for Matt Bernard flew on lap number seven for a flat tire, and third place runner Tony McGill also came pit side at the same time. Bernard and McGill were both able to rejoin the field just one lap down when the two got together and turned one on lap 12 as they were racing for position. The race resumed with Matt Bernard re-entering the track before the field could pass, keeping him just one lap down. The caution flew yet again on lap 15, which allowed both Tony McGill and Matt Bernard to be placed back on the lead lap. All while that was happening, Gary Catellus and Frank McGill continued their battle for the win. Logan Catellus and Jonathan Catellus swapped for the third and fourth positions multiple times in the closing laps. Five laps finished the race, with Stockdale's Gary Catellus fending off a hard-charging Frank McGill to win the second annual Josh Langer Memorial, once again presented by JED Services. Threatening rain kept Victory Lane relatively short, but Gary was not at a loss for words as he showed his thanks and appreciation in Victory Lane.
Gary Catellas, congratulations, sir. Your third feature win on the year, but this one is a big one. 1,211 races to park it here in Victory Lane in memory of Josh Langer. A bang-up job for a bang-up guy. Congratulations. Hey, thank you very much. Uh, this means a lot. I raced with Josh, class act guy. I mean, we ran years ago. He'd give you anything, help you, pointers, would never touch you. Well, we miss him every day. Speaking of never touch you, you and Frank McGill have had your share of battles through the year. But tonight, you guys raced it clean there. You put on an excellent battle. You two are really duking it out. But uh, you come out on top here tonight within stiff competition as well. Car count not where it won't necessarily need it to be. But these guys are all competitors through and through. And you were atop the best here tonight. Yeah, I had a good race with his brother. Run him clean, gave him room, uh, left him the high side. And then I knew his brother would do me clean. I mean, we had some tough racing, but, you know, I mean, hats off to them and all these competitors. You know, it's a shame. You know, it's tough for all these other guys to come out. It's hard to get parts, but it's, it, just, it just feels so good here. People that you would like to thank for making this all happen this year, Gary. Uh, I got to thank a lot of people. First off, every fan here, thank you. I mean, for coming here, supporting us, you know, we're not your big racetrack with the big late models but we really appreciate you i was waving i saw every fan waving that means a lot uh my girlfriend melissa my dad my kids let me make sure i don't miss one cody jonathan logan blake uh jc i got james barber uh, uh todd wellens here pat anybody that i'm forgetting the other crews i mean this is this is awesome We'd love to give you a moment to shine, but rain isn't coming, so we got to keep this thing moving. Gary Catellis, tonight's feature winner of the second annual Josh Langer Memorial for the Chaplick Packing Hobby Stocks. Frank McGill did not go home empty-handed as he claimed the Carly Langer and Family Hard Charger Award for $111 in addition to his $500 payout for second. Two positions was all Frank needed to advance to claim the reward. Matt Bernard earned himself a podium finish after running one lap down for a handful of laps. Jonathan Catellus won the brotherly battle for fourth, and Logan Catellus completed the top five. With that race came the conclusion of the inaugural Treplick Series, and it was division rookie Logan Catellus who was crowned champion with his fifth-place finish on the night. Himself and Tony McGill were tied for the points lead heading into the night, and Logan managed to edge Tony out by just two points. Gary Catellus finishes the series points in third with Frank McGill in fourth and Matt Bernard finished fifth. The regular season point standings, however, continue and those can be viewed at ppms.com. Moving on now to the Rourke Automotive Rush Dirt Late Models, just a normal racing program with no makeup features needed. But boy, was it an exciting feature event for Aliquippa's Tim Schaefer, who led from lap one to lap 20, but it wasn't as easy as it sounds. Schaefer began navigating lap traffic on lap number 11 when on lap 12, Brian Hoffman made heavy contact with the outside wall right in front of Schaefer and second place runner Brandon Burgoon. The two drivers had to take evasive action and did so successfully. The remaining laps weren't a complete runaway for the Steel City Outlaw, but certainly enough to cross the line with the victory. Saying Tim that excited, smiling ear to ear, eyes wide open, shows just how much fun he is having in these rush late models to which he spoke to in Victory Lane. Tim, you just had an interview on Wing Nation earlier this week, and you talked pretty kindly of this division here at Pittsburgh, the Rourke Automotive Rush Dirt Late Models, saying that you're very comfortable behind the wheel of this car, and for that fact, very comfortable behind the wheel of your sprint car as well. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, you know, it's one of them seasons, but up and down, the sprint car deal started out a little rough, and... Uh, started running this regularly and uh boy i learned a lot there's a lot to learn still um that's probably by far the best car i've ever had here um 
you know, and I think we're on with the rush guys. We probably have to get a little better, but we're getting there, and uh, it's a lot of fun. I was going to say, you picked up your first earlier this year, and your second now. I think you really got some things figured out in this car. Well, you never know. Uh, there's times that even like last night, I went to the Attica and raced the sprint car, and Last week we couldn't do nothing wrong. It felt great. Last night it felt terrible, you know. And we got it better. We ran fourth and fifth, but uh, it's just dirt track racing. You never know what you're going to get. You got to keep working hard at it. People that you would like to thank for making this all happen for you this season. Well, it's uh, just the late model deal has been amazing. I mean, with Chambers coming along, helped me out. Um, his brother Jack and uh, Scotty. I mean, he come on here in the last couple months. They're just they, they're qualified. They know what they're they're doing. You know, you have to teach people, and it's really really makes my job easier. Uh, you know, Kendrew's Lounge they helped out a bunch. Uh, McCool's did the graphics on the cards first time I read a rap, and uh, he did an awesome, great job. And that's kind of why I pulled it in this side so you could see the better side. Ladies and gentlemen, let's hear it one more time for tonight's feature win in the Rourke Automotive Rush Dirt Late Models, the Seal City Outlaw Tim Schaefer. Brandon Burgoon and Ken Chernick are onto something with that Rocket XR1 chassis as the newly formed team came home with a best-ever second-placed finish. Mike Reft came home with a top three. Points leader Philip Bubeck was fourth, and Colby Behe may have gotten things pointed back in the right direction as he crossed the line in fifth. Two Rourke Automotive heat races were run, with Tim Schaefer winning the first and Collier's West Virginia's Philip Bubeck winning the second. We're going to cut to a quick commercial break. More from Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway when we return right here on Rappin' on Racing. This portion of tonight's program is brought to you by Zarin Truck and Automotive. Business owners, if your ad was here, our listeners could find out about your company. Speedway Productions has several advertising packages to fit your budget. Rappin' on Racing airs live Mondays, 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. at iTunes, Tune in Radio, Stitcher, RappinOnRacing.com, or Hulu Television. You can also listen on your computer, iPhone, or iPad. Don and his co-hosts present the good, the bad, and the ugly of local racing. The two-hour show features local track reports, special guests, driver interviews, and all of the national racing news. Check out the show and let us know if you are interested in becoming a marketing partner. For additional information, call 412-999-6625 or email rappinonracing at gmail.com. Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway returns for its 43rd racing season in 2022 with a jam-packed weekly racing schedule. It all kicks off on Saturday, April 23rd, featuring our five weekly racing divisions, the Rush Late Models, the Penn Ohio Pro Stocks, the Hobby Stocks, the Open Four Cylinders, and the Young Guns. Throughout the season, PPMS will host several can't-miss special events, including the 34th annual Lucas Oil Late Model Dirt Series Pittsburgher 100, as well as three Rush Late Model Touring Series events, the Herb Scott Memorial, the Joke George, Steel City Classic, and the two-night Bill Hendren Memorial. Other special events include the Falcone Automotive 410 Outlaw Sprint Series, the Boss Wingless Sprint Car Series, the Penn Ohio Pro Stock Series Ed Laboo Memorial, the Red Miley Rumble, the Thunder on the Dirt Vintage Modifieds, the Hobby Stock Invitational, and more. For our full schedule and all track information, check out ppms.com and be sure to stay up to date by following us on Facebook by searching Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway and on Twitter at PA Motor Speedway. Are you in need of financial planning or portfolio review? Rick Sabo of RPS Financial Solutions is an independent financial planner who has testified as an expert witness on insurance and investment fraud. He helps people who are concerned about their portfolio or with other financial matters. His services include investments, pension, and 401k rollovers, estate planning, 
life insurance, and long-term care alternatives. As a registered IRS tax preparer, he can assist retirees with the completion of property tax rebate forms and other government tax reduction programs at no charge. Mr. Sabo does not charge a fee to meet with potential clients for a fact find. His office is located at 5061 Route 8, Gibsonia, PA. If you are in need of any of the services that he provides, give him a call at 724-443-5720. That's 724-443-5720. Or email him at rick.sabo at jwcemail.com. Securities offered through J.W. Cole Financial Incorporated, member of FINRA SIPC. Advisory services offered through J.W. Cole Advisors Incorporated, neither J.W. Cole Advisors Incorporated or J.W. Cole Financial Incorporated, nor its representatives provide legal, tax preparation, or accounting advice. Persons who provide such advice do so in a capacity other than as a registered representative of J.W.C.A., J.W.C. RPS Financial Solutions and J.W.C., J.W.C.A. are unaffiliated entities. And now, more Rapid on Racing with Don Gamble and Tyler Harris. Welcome back to Rapid on Racing. Now more from this past Saturday night at Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway. Picking up with the Penn Ohio Pro Stocks, drivers are beginning to make their preparations for the upcoming Bob Walters Memorial taking place Friday, September 30th, as part of the Pittsburgher Weekend. Two features were on tap, and starting with the makeup feature, A.J. Poljack found his way back to victory lane for the third time this season. Word on the street is, is that Poljack's motor is in desperate need for a refresh, but you could not tell that from the grandstands. Second belonged to Brian Hutchko, and third went to Nick Achuba. Fourth was the Reaper, Jacob Billick, and Jacob Billick Jr., his son, completed the top five. The regularly scheduled feature event came down to the wire. Nick Kachuba led all 15 laps en route to his fourth win of the season. However, A.J. Poljak made an honest man of Kachuba, making a late race push by succumbing to a 23 thousandths of a second second place finish. Kachuba said thankfully this wasn't a 15 and a quarter lap race, and perhaps he's right. Third pace belonged to Brian Hutchko, who ran second for the majority of the race. Jacob Billick replicated his fourth place finish from earlier in the night, and Tanya Charlier completed the top five. AJ Poljak was the heat race winner, and tough break for Wayne Carbo, who looked to make his first race to the 2022 season. His motor expired early in the heat race. The Crawford Auto Repair Open Four Cylinders also had two features on the night with a repeat of some fresh faces competing at Dirt's Monster Half Mile as drivers in the division are also making preparations for the upcoming Sport Compact Shootout on September the 24th. The makeup feature saw all but one driver return to compete. Matt Knight was the heat race winner back on September the 3rd and he picked up right where he left off with an eight-lap feature win. Matt Kiesel appeared to be on the move to challenge night, but began fading toward the end of the race. This allowed Travis Clark to advance to a career-best second-place finish, and Matt Kiesel held on for third. John Gill was fourth, and the points leader, Craig Rudolph, completed the top five. The second feature had Matt Knight going back-to-back, earning his second and third career feature wins at Dirt's Monster Half Mile. He met with Rapid on Racing's Dave Oliveri in victory lane. Congratulations, Matt. Thank you. I go back a long way with the Knight family, and it just seems the tradition. I'm looking at your granddad over there, and it just keeps going. Oh, that's your dad. Uh, I can't keep track. I, he has, you know, there's too many Knight grants. But, but anyways, um, you kind of paced yourself in this one, and I'm not sure if you were trying to just take a line or watch what the leaders were doing, but once you did, it, it, the thing was quick, and once you 
More, more trying to save the car. Just don't want to tear it up for, I don't know. But we're trying to be here back on the 24th for the four-cylinder race, so probably won't be back till then. But. With the side-by-side racing, and like you said, you, these guys race clean with you. Uh-huh. Uh, you don't come down here often, but with the big race coming up on the 24th, you got some outsiders that are coming in, and they're not used to the track here. And I know, you know, you come here on occasional basis. You know, how important is it for you to get your set up here for what you're going to have in two weeks? Oh, I mean, it's definitely good to have, but I know a lot of the guys that are coming on the 24th, and it'll definitely, it's going to be a fun race, that's for sure. We've got some heavy, heavy hitters coming, so. The funny thing is, when they get the heavy hitters, hopefully the money sometimes doesn't yeah. skew because when there's a little bit more money on the purse, sometimes sometimes the pedal seems to be a little bit forgotten. Yeah, pedal people drive a little hot-headed when there's more money involved. But I see a big crew here. Let's thank those people that support you and help you throughout the week to make this car go. And it's just been a crazy night. One car was upside down. Now you're, you know, now you got a family car back in Victory Lane. But again, let's thank your your crew and also your sponsors. I want to thank uh, TRC Performance, Stan's Transmissions, Opaque Tinting and Graphics uh, for just helping me get here. And then my whole family, my brother Keely, my girlfriend. Um, she puts up with this all the time, so she just has to deal with it. My mom, my dad, uh, just Jessica, just everybody for. Got Stan's transmission on the car. Anybody else? Uh, just Kiesel Landscapes over here. And then uh, I'd like to give a shout out to my niece who rolled her car in the Young Guns for, and then coming back and finished second in her feature in the second feature of the night. That's just a lot of people don't do that. So knowing the Knights as well as I do, they never give up. Their yep. perseverance is always there, and that's been through generations. Well, Matt, congratulations on your win tonight, and best of luck in the race in two weeks. All right, thank you. Second belonged to Burgettstown's John Gill, but by a photo finish as he crossed the line side by side with newcomer Dan Moss. The biggest track Moss had ever raced on prior to racing at Pittsburgh was the quarter mile bull ring known as Tyler County Speedway. But Moss clearly adjusted pretty well. Fourth belonged to Craig Rudolph and Travis Clark finished fifth. John Gill, the organizer of the sport compact shootout on September the 24th, was the lone heat race winner. Last but certainly not least were the always safe flagging and traffic control young guns who ran two features only. The first feature saw Abby Gendelsberger pilot her high energy dance studio number 05 to her second career feature win. A close race it was as Zoe Knight advanced to the lead early, but the caution came out for the Duchess of Daisytown, Samara Weaver, who spun in turn three, but the red flag replaced the yellow as Zoe Knight upended her car over in turn number two. Knight was okay as Gindelsberger re-inherited the lead and held it for the remainder of the race. Emmy Laboon was the runner-up, and Sadie Snatchko held on for a solid third-place run. Gavin Kakalos was fourth best, and Paige Jones continues to show improvement and finish in the fifth spot. The second feature saw Emmy Laboon advance from seventh to second in just one lap, with Laboon passing Zoe Knight the following lap for the lead. Knight began to close back in on Laboon, as did Gindelsberger, but the green to checkered race favored the Jefferson Hills native as Laboon picked up her fifth feature win of the season and sixth of her career. Zoe Knight finished one spot behind in second, and Gindelsberger completed the podium. Oakdale native Sadie Snatchko and Gavin Kakalis would finish fourth and fifth, respectively.
The season continues next Saturday night, September the 17th at Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway. Two weeks of points racing remains as the standings continue to produce incredibly exciting battles. On September the 17th, we pay tribute to and honor staff and crew who we have lost in the past 34 seasons since the Miley Motorsports family took over in 1989. Racing divisions for the evening are featured by the Thunder on the Dirt's Vintage Modifieds, and they will be joined by our action event divisions, including the Rorick Automotive Rush Dirt Late Models, the Cheplick Packing Hobby Stocks, who will run two features on the night, the PPMS Penn Ohio Pro Stocks, the Crawford Auto Repair Open Four Cylinders, and the Always Safe Flagging and Traffic Control Young Guns. For all scheduling and ticketing information, as well as updated point standings, online programs, and more, please visit ppms.com. And if you haven't done so already, be sure to follow us on Facebook and be on the lookout for free ticket giveaways each and every week by searching Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway. Last but certainly not least, the Pittsburgher weekend is rapidly approaching on Friday, September the 30th, and Saturday, October 1st. We look forward to seeing you all there and reporting for Rapid on Racing. I'm Tyler Harris. This portion of tonight's program was brought to you by Zarin Truck and Automotive. At Alternative Power Sources, they have always understood that your generator needs are never one size fits all. They are still the local generator company you have come to know and trust. But with expanded resources and expertise as a subsidiary of Curtis Power Solutions Company, part of the Indel Power Group. As a Curtis Power Solutions Company, they offer quality brands such as MTU, Kohler, Southeastern Power Products, and Yamaha Generators. They bring more experience for working on complex projects such as engineering and design services for data centers and healthcare facilities. At the same time, they continue to service all brands of standby generators. Also, don't forget to ask about their rentals for your next event or power emergency. If you have a project, Alternative Power Sources has a solution. Contact them today at 1-800-894-4455. That's 1-800-894-4455. Located in beautiful Somerset County in western Pennsylvania's picturesque Laurel Highlands, the Jennerstown Speedway Complex hosts exciting Saturday night racing from May to September. Come see daring drivers compete in late models, modifieds, pro stocks, street stocks, chargers, and the fast and furious fours. Special events include the Motor Mountain Masters, NASCAR Whalen Modifieds, ISMA sanctioned Super Modifieds, the Super Cup Stock Car Series, and Enduro races. The Jennerstown Speedway Complex takes great pride in providing fun, affordable family entertainment. The 6 p.m. start time allows the younger fans the opportunity to enjoy the entire show, including at the completion of each weekly event. Everyone in attendance is invited into the pits to meet the drivers and see the cars up close. Spend your Saturday nights in Somerset County at the Jennerstown Speedway Complex. And now more Rapid on Racing with Don Gamble and Dave Oliveri.
We're at Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway, and we're in the pits, and we're talking to the driver of the number 45 crate late model, Tim Schaefer. When we think of 45, we always think of the sprints, but in the last few years, you've kind of cut back your sprints car schedule, and you've been coming down to Pittsburgh on a, on a Saturday evening, and a whole different ball game. It's just like, it's almost like relearning something from what you have in the sprint cars to this is a difference of, you know, night and day. Oh, definitely. Um, but that's what's fun about it. You know, there's so much to learn. Uh, there's so many more adjustments on a late model than a sprint. And the late model, if you change one thing, it, it, it changes five other things that you don't even know, you know. And it's about learning that. And that's what's been fun for me. Um, it's, it's interesting, you know. I've done the sprint car racing for years and years. And um, with this being this close to home, you know, I'm 18 minutes away. So it's, it's, it makes it fun for me again, you know. And it's not about making a living. It's about trying to get the car figured out. And, and sure, I want to win. But the biggest thing, yeah, I want to get the car right so I can win, you know, without putting a ton of effort in it. Um. The tough part about Pittsburgh is it, it can be such a humbling track. And I, I don't know what the feel of it is from a, a sprint car standpoint. I'm sure it, it doesn't really change throughout the evening. But here at Pittsburgh, what you have in maybe a hot lap session to what you have in the heat, then you have in the feature. And this track, characteristically, during the feature time, completely changes. The moisture comes back up. So... You, know, you might have tightened it up for uh, for the heat race, and all of a sudden the moisture content comes back up, and you're thinking, "Oh, geez, I got to drop a few bars now, or what?" Well, absolutely. This is, this is a very tricky place. There's no doubt about it. And you know, like Fremont is tricky, and Attica and stuff, and they're smaller, but. Uh, yeah, like you can start the night out in hot laps and think you're awesome, and boy, I'll tell you, by the end of the night, then you're super tight. But uh, it's about watching the track and watching times and, and knowing what to set your car up with, how to set it up, where it needs to be for the speed of the track. And like you said, it does change so much. Um, and, and feature, I mean, not all the time, but you know, good mid times, it does, I think it cleans off, and you know, it gets, not that a ton of moisture comes up, but it does get more cleaner and bitier per se so you can easily get too tight in a hurry I mean that's a pain to be driving the whole feature you know with too tight of a race car but it's uh, that's what makes it so interesting for me um, you know it's a it's a whole new learning curve it's fun it made racing fun for me again uh, what's interesting Tim I've watched you over the last three years if you've taken this endeavor and like you said to learn something new and the success that you've had in the sprint cars over the year, I mean, you've been from the beginning to the pinnacle to a Hall of Fame. Here, you know, you're Tim Schaefer, another great late model driver that's trying to learn like so many other people. And some people that had success, when you got to step back, that's a little bit difficult. But what you said, and I, and I love a lot of drivers, is they get early later in their career. They're, they've accomplished everything they probably need to do, and I'm sure you have. And like you said, it's close to home, and, and, and you're still having fun. If you're not having fun, I mean, you still have fun with the go karts, and that's you know that's a different creature there. So you know, you go from that little go kart to this to a sprint car in, in a week's time. That's a, quite a change. And I, you know, and all of them help you together. Um, just getting seat time. You know, <clears throat> the go kart deal. I tell you, when I was running it with Cody Jacobs wrenching the car and it was a 49X and he, you know we took a year off from racing carts and when I got racing carts again he goes boy you can tell you're racing carts again I'm like what do you mean and he said how do you go through draft traffic and your restarts is amazing and I think the cart timing is a big deal because there's no power at all you know and uh, it, it helps you I think just being in a seat of anything 
uh, it all relates in some way. It really does. And it, but you know, getting setups right for all three is all different, and you learn so many different things. And some of them will cross over to the other. Uh, I lo- learned a lot of things off the late model that helped me in a sprint car. What's uh, interesting, we as we interview people, myself and Don, it, it seems like people that have that sprint car background. It's I don't know if it's a re like you said a reaction time or hand eye coordination to where it seems like the sprint car drivers seem to adapt a little bit quicker no matter what they're driving a lot of them like you said go from the go kart into the sprint cars some then will go in not too many to the modifieds but to the late models and back in the day you used to have your guys run modifieds and sprints you know Ed Lynch and Murphy and Buddy Cochran there was a bunch of them that did double duty you know a lot of nights and uh, I just think it's better for you. I mean, it keeps you in shape. you got to be in good shape to do double duty, but uh, this keeps you in a race car, and you're on the same track, so, you know, if you run one feature, say, in a modified, and you're running the sprint the next feature, you already got an idea what the track's like, too, so there's advantage of it, too. Well, Tim, you picked up one win this year, and like you said, you know, you're in a learning curve. I've seen a bunch of seconds, and you're improving each week, and like you said, you're here to have fun with this. This isn't something where you got to win. It's something that you're doing on a Saturday night, and you know you had success this year. And is this something that you're going to continue to do for years to come? Yeah, I'd really like to. You know, I mean, that's that really was my plan to retire from the sprint car gig and, and do the late model thing because I can afford it. I can almost afford it, but you know, it's like any racing; it's expensive. But with these engines, they last a lot longer. Like. <laughs> You know, I got 30 nights on this, and then my sprint car deal would have been rebuilt three times already. And the rebuilds are not cheap, you know. And this is something that you can actually be feasible, you know, if, if you try to get some return back on your money, you know, from the track, which you never will. But but it'll keep you going, and, you know, for the fun I'm having, it's it's affordable. You know, with, with the crate engines, when Vic E. and Mike Leone did this years ago, it was because, you know, you look at a late model, and I'm sure you've turned laps in a late model, but when you're looking at sixty to 70000 for a late model motor, and you can be in this probably for around ten to twelve, it's not too bad. Yeah, actually, when I bought that engine, it was $5,040, you know, but, I mean, that's no carb, no, no, I mean, by the time you're said and done, yeah, you got ten or twelve in it. But it lasts. That, that's what I, you know, look at because, you, you know, when you buy that stuff, it's tricked out, and it might be 70, 60 grand, but they're so built to the hilt, they can, they can blow up at any time. There's no guarantee on it. That's kind of hard to swallow, you know. It, it is, and it's just, you know, and the nice part is you don't have to travel either, and that's it. In, in the crazy society that we're in right now with fuel and can't get products or whatever. But, Tim, it's been great for you to spend time here with us on Wrapping on Racing for myself and who's back in North Carolina continue to have fun we got some big races coming up during the Pittsburgh or I'm sure we're going to see the 45 there as well yeah all the sprint car guys already I'm definitely running the Pittsburgh weekend and that's kind of what's been going on you know I'm trying to get dialed in for that we're okay right now I mean but I'm two to three tenths off the quick guys you know and that's that's where I'm trying to find well good luck this evening Tim all right thank you This portion of tonight's program is brought to you by Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway. Are you in need of financial planning or portfolio review? Rick Sabo of RPS Financial Solutions is an independent financial planner who has testified as an expert witness on insurance and investment fraud. He helps people who are concerned about their portfolio or with other financial matters. His services include investments, pension, and 401k rollovers, estate planning, life insurance, 
and long-term care alternatives. As a registered IRS tax preparer, he can assist retirees with the completion of property tax rebate forms and other government tax reduction programs at no charge. Mr. Sabo does not charge a fee to meet with potential clients for a fact find. His office is located at 5061 Route 8, Gibsonia, PA. If you are in need of any of the services that he provides, give him a call at 724-443-5720. That's 724-443-5720. Or email him at rick.sabo at jwcemail.com. Securities offered through J.W. Cole Financial Incorporated, member of FINRA SIPC. Advisory services offered through J.W. Cole Advisors Incorporated, neither J.W. Cole Advisors Incorporated or J.W. Cole Financial Incorporated, nor its representatives provide legal, tax preparation, or accounting advice. Persons who provide such advice do so in a capacity other than as a registered representative of J.W.C.A., J.W.C. RPS Financial Solutions and J.W.C., J.W.C.A. are unaffiliated entities. Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway returns for its 43rd racing season in 2022 with a jam-packed weekly racing schedule. It all kicks off on Saturday, April 23rd, featuring our five weekly racing divisions, the Rush Late Models, the Penn Ohio Pro Stocks, the Hobby Stocks, the Open Four Cylinders, and the Young Guns. Throughout the season, PPMS will host several can't-miss special events, including the 34th annual Lucas Oil Late Model Dirt Series Pittsburgher 100, as well as three Rush Late Model Touring Series events, the Herb Scott Memorial, the Joke George Steel City Classic, and the two-night Bill Hendren Memorial. Other special events include the Falcone Automotive 410 Outlaw Sprint Series, the Boss Wingless Sprint Car Series, the Penn Ohio Pro Stock Series Ed Laboo Memorial, the Red Miley Rumble, the Thunder on the Dirt Vintage Modifieds, the Hobby Stock Invitational, and more. For our full schedule and all track information, check out ppms.com and be sure to stay up to date by following us on Facebook by searching Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway and on Twitter at PA Motor Speedway. And now more Rapid on Racing with Don Gamble and Howie Bayless. Brett, you're on short kill mode tonight. The car was definitely fast in the heat race, but man, what did you guys do to this A1 machine car number four to give it that extra boost in the feature? Well, I uh, knocked a spoiler off in the heat race, uh, adjusted the deck height because I smashed it down about six inches. Uh, pretty much didn't have any time to do any adjustments. Just had to get up on the wheel and wheel it. So um, that's what we did. <laughs> I know coming into this year, you had your sight set on a point championship. And I believe, now this is unofficial, you are now the point leader. You and Tommy Dembowski, it's going to come down to the last lap. And it has to be kind of cool. You've been a part of championship teams as a crew member. But now, with all that pressure on you as the driver... That shouldn't really matter to you. I mean, you were a standout college football player all the way through college, so championship games don't matter much to you. They might as well call you the Iceman. <laughs> I don't know about the Iceman, but uh, I, uh, I like the pressure. I like to thrive under the pressure. Uh, I enjoy racing with Tommy and everybody in this class and everybody in this class throughout you know, Western PA and all that. But um, we joined this class for a challenge, and we're up for it. And uh, – I mean, I'm not, I'll be honest, I'm, we're not going to even gonna chase this championship here. We're just going to try to get two more wins. So, And you know what? It, it takes a great team to get here. And you got Hunter, your dad, and, and everybody here with you. But let's give a special shout-out because, honestly, the year would have been lost if it wasn't for your mentor, Joe Kelly, giving you his car for a week. 
Yeah, uh, man, Joe's awesome. He he gave us a motor last year when we shouldn't have uh, shouldn't have raced, and we got a big money win on that on that motor. And he called me the the Friday before uh, we borrowed his car a couple uh, weeks ago, and uh, I told him I didn't want it. I didn't want to do it that way, but uh, you know, Joe Joe you know pretty much forced me to come get it and said no. You know, you work too hard for this. You can't let this slip away. You guys put in the work every week, so. Um, I'm just glad to get back here and get another win. It's it's awesome running second. It's awesome being out in, out in front in points. But um, man, I felt like we're long overdue for a win here. It's been a long time since we've been here. It's a long time since I talked to you. I know. I'm forgetting to think you didn't like me anymore. <laughs> Last time you were here, I made you cry. And so we're not going to go down that route yeah, again. We're not, not going to do that tonight. But you know what? Now's a chance for you to go ahead and thank everybody, like DJS Swag, A1 Machine, um, Scott Barnhart Electric. Noah Brunel Racing, they all helped, and, and I'm sure I'm missing a bunch. Yeah, uh, Line X Electro, big, big contributor. They hooked us up with some more uh, VP fuels this week. Um, my employer, Advantage Steel and Construction, anybody wants a good, hardworking job, let me know. We, we need some people. Uh, they're keeping me busy throughout the week. We don't work on this thing till Friday nights now. So uh, if anybody wants a job turning wrenches or, uh, yeah, turning wrenches on some big bridges, let me know. Uh, Pit Stop Pizza, um, Tidal Wave Car Wash. Uh, RJ's heating and cooling and uh, wholesale transmission. They take care of all my transmission stuff too, so uh, they always try to keep us here at the track. And I'll tell you what, DJS Swag got you looking pretty good. He got your belts to match your bandana, for God's sakes. Heck yeah, they uh, we, they got the best gear uh, around. They got the best t-shirts for us, so we thank uh, Justin and everything that uh, those guys do. They always got us, well, anything we need, they got it for us, so um, if you guys got any t-shirt needs, get a hold of them, DJS Swag. Thanks to Hunter. She put footing up with me all week, long hours. My dad, Frank, Carol, A1, uh, Jim and Mandy. I'm forgetting all kinds of stuff, guys. Moonshiner, I'm coming for that 100 bucks now. Better have it in your pocket. Uh, everybody else, everybody else, I'm forgetting. Thank you. The fans for coming out tonight. I know it's getting chilly. Thanks for coming out and supporting us. Brent Chance, give a round of applause. Fourth win of the year for Brent Hutera. This portion of tonight's program was brought to you by Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway. And now, more Rapid on Racing with Don Gamble and Dave Oliveri. Chris Schneider, and this isn't SS Chris Schneider. This is Chris Schneider, the driver of the 55. Chris, long career. I've enjoyed you racing I guess I, I, I'm going to go back maybe 15 years. It's probably been a long, a little bit, a little longer than that. You know, uh, everybody kind of doesn't really know how old Chris Schneider is because we always see him with the, the suit on and the, band, and the bandana on the thing. And uh, but just you know, we're going to kind of segue into a couple different things because we can say so many things over 20 some years and you probably forgot more than you're going to remember but it's just the we, one of the first questions is you know how did you get started some people get started in karting but you know you told me before the interview that you just saw some drivers and you you know you were up at Lernerville or one of the local speedways and you said I want to do this uh, that's pretty much how it went. Uh, my dad and my mom, that was their entertainment once in a while on Friday nights was to go to Lernerville Speedway or uh, Pittsburgh, too, a little bit. And, uh, you know, I don't know. I remember being maybe 10, 11, 12 years old saying, I want to do that one day. And, you know, as I grew a little older. As a teenager, I remember seeing guys like uh, Glenn Nolan and Scott Bocek and uh, – 
McCall out there, and I'm like, and I'm thinking, I could get out there. I want to do that. I want to beat these guys one day here. And then, you know, a few years later, I was able to do that. Um, I guess I am getting a little older now. That's shown some of my age. I guess you did ask. I did start in 99 was my first year. And that's when those guys were all hot. So it took me a few years to be able to race with them, but I was able to do it. I'm thankful for that. <laughs> in, in, in all the years, that I, when I watch Chris Schneider, the thing that I, that I see that you do in any driver that's successful is you adapt very well to a lot of different environments in different track services, but the thing that I think that makes you so fast, Chris, is you're very consistent. You know, I can you know with the advents of all these little things now and gauges where we didn't have that, you had to stop watching. So I think he ran a 19.5 or something. You know, nowadays we can we got digital timing. We have all this. I, I think what makes a driver good is you're very consistent, a lap after lap, and you know, and because of that, when you that happens, you get quicker. Yeah, I guess that's key in this sport. Uh, maybe that's not what's going through my head is be consistent. Normally what goes through my head is get through this and don't wreck. Just finish. Be there at the end and then and then try to race and put the show on. But uh, I guess that comes – consistency comes along with that maybe. Tr- you know, just trying to keep your car on the track and in a steady pace. Uh, a lot of guys maybe make the mistake of racing the cars around them. I try to race the track and look for the groove and uh, – which changes in dirt, which makes it challenging. That's kind of why I love this so much, because you can never master it. The moment that you think you've mastered this sport, someone comes and knocks you off your horse, or the track itself knocks you off off your horse, because dirt's always changing. It's not like asphalt. Asphalt, them guys, I know it changes on asphalt, but they're checking their weather station. They're checking the you know moisture content, the rubber content on the track. They're going for that, like, tenth. Man, our track slows down like two seconds from the heat race to feature. That that's huge. I don't think you're ever going to master that. There's so many variables in it. So, uh, yeah, like you said, be consistent with what you got in front of you, and you'll be fast. I have to laugh. The asphalt guys take a half a pound out here and there. You a know, half a pound. Yeah, you know, we're looking at you know how you know you never know. You'll go say to Lernerville and it's 95 degrees and you're thinking oh this is going to be really slick and there's a cushion like the size of a two-story building and then you get to pittsburgh i mean the years that we raced at pittsburgh i mean that's a track that you've had great success along with Lernerville, but you could win by a half a lap one saturday put the car in the trailer and say okay i'm not touching it and you go back the next saturday and like you said it's a humbling experience and that track like you said it it, it changes from hot laps to heat races to the feature and you have to adapt to that yeah uh I try to adapt myself to that. I mean, I don't want to give all my secrets out, huh? But maybe uh, I think a lot of guys adjust their cars too much where they should be adjusting themselves. Uh, You can do more with maybe the brake adjustment front to back rather than adjusting putting 16 turns in the left rear I've, I've heard of some guys doing that's just that's just crazy if you ask me the, the the best thing really to do is just adapt yourself to the racetrack that's in front of you uh it's still the same size of a corner yeah the surface changed uh but you gotta adapt yourself use foot control throttle control eye hand coordination just you know keep your momentum up focus on what's in front of you and uh you know 
just like riding a bike, right? <laughs> yeah. well, you know, you also drive a late model, and you watch the Jonathan Davenport's, the Scott Bloom quiz. They they can be too attracted. They've never been at. And they're not. They're not in an eye racing league or anything, but they have such ability, and, and it's just like they can adapt so quickly. And again, it, I guess that's when you do it on a full time basis. Yeah, it, 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 it's the knowledge is there. Plus, they have you know pit crews, and everybody's foreseeing that. But that's what makes them so successful. But Chris, you know, over the years, a lot of wins. Uh, you know, I ask some people, and you know, some people will have it down to, or you know, I got. They can tell me to the exact how many heat races they won, how many features they won. I've known Chris Schneider a long time, and I know you won a lot of races. So we'll say you have over 175 plus. If, if any of these statisticians out there want to pick on me, then I, you know, have at it. But Chris, you've won a lot of big races, and like you said back when we were interviewing you about the SS chassis, you won a race two years ago at Pittsburgh on a chassis that was 20 years old. You're still very competitive when the 55 pulls into any racetrack. I, I know the thought process has to be, ooh, I, I got a battle on my hand tonight. And, you know, I looked at, I cheated with the internet and I've looked at your win totals this year. You got 11 so far, some, some big ones in all different tracks. And I, I think that's the thing is, you know, Chris Schneider really never runs at a home track. You, you know, Lernerville would probably be the closest proximity to the shop yeah. and it's a Friday night. And, and, but you're not traveling all over kingdom come to go do that. And I, and I we see that in our sport now because it, it economically and, and in time wise these drivers are saying you know hey i want to be with my family and maybe i don't want to run this particular weekend i want to take off and when you're in a points battle and again i know for years and you you follow the penn ohio series and you've been very successful with that but again that's not every week and most of the tracks are probably within a two mile or a two hour vicinity yeah a lot of people overlook that that's a that's a great series that's a traveling series that you don't have to travel too far. Uh, even some of the other smaller local series with their late models or modifieds or what have you, they, they still got some three, four-hour jaunts. We're all, at least for me, in this area, is everything's within two hours. And uh, you mentioned before, uh, you know, wins and whatnot. I really don't race to, or have goals to achieve a certain number. I, I just like this I like the racing scene. I like the environment. I like being able to go to a racetrack and, and knowing people uh, having friends uh, hopefully not too many enemies but it does come with the territory but just just being being able to interact in the sport is you know what makes me happy uh, driving yeah that's fun. It's stressful at times but uh, I guess I have the talent to do it, so I'll just keep doing it. But uh, I just like being involved in the sport and around the sport. Listeners, we're talking with Chris Schneider, the driver of the number 55 Pro Stock, and we're going to take a commercial message. This portion of tonight's program is brought to you by Jennerstown Speedway. Number One Cochrane has created a new way, a faster way, an easier way to buy a car. Now you can complete as much of the process as you'd like online and spend less time in store or do it all online and get home delivery. Expressway is way easy to use. Just shop our nearly 20 new car brands and thousands of pre-owned vehicles to find the model that's perfect for you. 
We're big on transparency, so you get our best possible price up front. We call it our clear-cut price, and it's independently validated by Kelly Blue Book right on your screen. Our experts are standing by to help you throughout the entire buying process. You can also stop at any time, save where you are, and come to the showroom to pick up where you left off. Don't love your new vehicle? Don't worry, we'll take it back, no questions asked. Best of all, Expressway is open 24-7. That means you can buy your way with Expressway right away. Number one, Cochrane. See it all at Cochrane.com. Every day when they open the doors at Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights, Pennsylvania, their goal is to provide great customer service by offering affordable automotive and truck repair service performed by highly trained technicians at the highest industry standard. By implementing the latest diagnostic equipment and computerized repair manuals, you can rest assured that your vehicle will be repaired to factory specifications for your specific car or truck. At Zarin Truck and Automotive, they believe in honest repairs and will demonstrate that fully by explaining the repair or service you are receiving, and they'll give you an estimate or quote before work is performed. When you choose Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights, Pennsylvania, you are choosing professional automotive repair and maintenance performed by expert automotive technicians. That's Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights. Located in beautiful Somerset County in western Pennsylvania's picturesque Laurel Highlands, the Jennerstown Speedway Complex hosts exciting Saturday night racing from May to September. Come see daring drivers compete in late models, modifieds, pro stocks, street stocks, chargers, and the fast and furious fours. Special events include the Motor Mountain Masters, NASCAR Whalen Modifieds, ISMA sanctioned Super Modifieds, the Super Cup Stock Car Series, and Enduro races. The Jennerstown Speedway Complex takes great pride in providing fun, affordable family entertainment. The 6 p.m. start time allows the younger fans the opportunity to enjoy the entire show, including at the completion of each weekly event. Everyone in attendance is invited into the pits to meet the drivers and see the cars up close. Spend your Saturday nights in Somerset County at the Jennerstown Speedway Complex. And now more Rapid on Racing with Don Gamble and Dave Oliveri. Listeners, we're talking with Chris Schneider, the driver of the number 55 Pro Stock, and we're going to take a commercial message. We're back from our break, and we're with Chris Schneider, the driver of the number 55 Pro Stock. Chris, we've been covering a lot about the Chris Schneider career, number of wins, and right before the break, we, you know, we talked about one of the things that you enjoy, and, and, and so many of us do is the friendships and the camaraderie that you make in this sport. It's like you said, you probably have, yeah, we all have a few enemies, but at the same point, you know, the friends that we have, it's, it's just such a unique group. They'd probably give you the shirt off your back uh, to be competitive. I mean, I've seen countless times where you know, someone will help a competitor and you lend them something and they beat you and you're, and you're all happy for them. But you know, one thing that happened a couple years ago, I had the opportunity uh, at the Pittsburgh Circle Track Club Bank when we inducted you into the Hall of Fame. And it was a very young class, you know, just the same. It was Alex Free, Sammy Snell, but you know, a lot of people say, well, you know, these guys are young, but 
I, I keep trying to tell people, hey, look, you know, when you start at a young age, it, you know, some of these go-karters start at five. You know, you got a little later start, but, you know, you get 20, 30 years in, and you're still at a relatively young age, and if you're a Hall of Fame material, which, you know, you definitely are, you're a true Hall of Famer, but, you know, over the course of all of this, and again, Don Gamble always says, you know, some of the, my best friends, my lifelong friends I've met in racing. Len Geisler says, I don't know what I would do if I didn't have racing. I don't know if I'd have any friends. And over that, Chris, you happen to met a man, uh, Bob Walters. And I know Bob, and I don't know a whole lot about Bob, but you're going to tell the, our, our listeners about Bob and what's going to be happening. I know Bob was a racer, ran the number 42 but he also did your engines, and everybody always said, you know, geez, that Paul Bowers built a big hammer for Chris Schneider. And, you know, I know deep down after I got to know you a little bit better, that wasn't the case. It was a well-tuned motor and the driver behind it. But, you know, you were good friends with Bob, and unfortunately, you know, we lost Bob last, or last year or early this year. And I'm sure that was a sting to Chris Schneider. Yeah, that's that certainly was uh, a lot of people. Well, we'll say, hey, Bob. Bob was an asset to the community. He he wasn't a taker. He was a giver. Um, it, 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 it's 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 just hard to handle the whole deal and how it went on. But um, the guy actually approached me, or I I should say, maybe about ten years ago, a friend of his approached me because he's seen I was. I'm building my own chassis, I'm doing decent, and I was attempting to build my own engines or try to keep them all together and had some failures or some parts issues. And he says, there's this guy, Bob, why don't you go meet him? He knows about you, and uh, he, enjoys, he enjoys racing, enjoys helping racers. And I was a little hesitant to go to him because I, you know, I don't want to be a burden on anyone, but Bob really enjoyed building my engines and other drivers' engines, not just me. It was, there's a there's a handful of them out there. I don't I don't want to name them name them all because I might leave somebody out. But there was you know it was more than four or five. There was a, a community that Bob helped, and uh, he loved to do it. It was his passion, and he loved to give back to the sport and to just to mankind and to humanity. And that's just who he was. So he's yeah definitely greatly missed. Uh, by me and by others. Um, you know, with that being said, Chris, I, I don't know if someone approached you or you came up it, in kind of in correlation with Vince Laboon. Uh, there's going to be a memorial race the weekend of the Pittsburgher, Friday night, the, the 30th, uh, in, in Bob's honor. And it's it's not all about you know he wouldn't want it to be the most expensive paying race, he wanted it to be you know like you said he'd want it to be fair so that everybody got a small part of it, and yourself and Vince are collaborating on this and uh, I've kind of you know came in on board a little bit just to throw some my two cents in there and I just think it's going to be a fitting honor for such a great man. Yeah, that's. Uh... We couldn't think. What 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 can you do for him? Um, he's gone, but not forgotten. So what better way to honor or remember a guy 
than having a race for him on his behalf, especially at, you know, his home track was Pittsburgh Motor Speedway. Um, he liked to go to the Pittsburgher and would always have his trailer and camper there and would camp out for that weekend. That was a big thing for him. So this is the weekend we need to have this memorial race at. Um, I hope we can keep it going year after year. And uh, like I said before to other people, his the goal here is to not have a show that's all you know heavy on the top as in a first plate first place prize but to pay good through the field because bob always believed in that that a lot of these tracks are too top heavy on the purse and that you know the guy running in the middle of the pack or in the back of the pack or three quarters of the way up in the pack hey he deserves some money too because it, it was a lot of work to get your car to the racetrack and to maintain it and the expense and putting it all in so we want to make this show be a good number to start and a good number in the middle and a decent number on top well, I was talking about numbers and you know when you have Vince involved there's always a little twist to it and we were sitting at the shop here this evening and it's going to pay a thousand and forty two dollars and it's just the forty two is just you know Bob's awesome. number and I, I think that's a fitting but there's going to be a lot of things that are going to be transpired in the next three weeks and it's hard to believe racing season's winding down but i know a lot of information has been out on chris schneider's facebook page the ss chassis facebook page it's not going to be on my facebook page it's on vince laboon but if anyone out there chris would want to get involved in any anyway and again it's just a, a way of saying thank you to a guy that dedicated and was so loved by so many people how can they reach out to you other than the social media which was on the facebook uh that's probably the the easiest way but uh you, you myself or vince but uh you could call my shop number here 724-212-7946 or myself if you have it or facebook or social media get a hold of us one way or another we'll, we'll handle it if you're interested um hey yeah, we were you know, we were sitting here on a little conference call tonight and just throwing some ideas around and some of them we might do, some of them we might not. And I just think for you know, all of you people out there, especially the pro stock drivers, if you're not racing, give this op- you know give this race an opportunity because not only is a great weekend and it's a Friday night and you know you just have to participate in the Friday night portion if you want to stay the next night you know for the Pittsburgher you know you can do so yes. but uh, so one day one yeah it's only you can buy the it's not a two-day pit fee it's just a one-day pit fee and I believe Vince was talking about uh, any new driver to the track this year, he was going to give a free pit pass. So that's some, some incentive to come just check the place out. Yeah, so drivers, if this is your first time to Pittsburgh this year, like you said, there's there'll be a little incentive for you to to come. Uh, but you know that being said. You know, Chris, I've taken a lot of your time up this evening, but we've covered a lot about the the history of SS chassis and a little bit about you know Chris Schneider. And you know, you're you know you're a God believing person. You put that faith in in everything. You know, if you have God in your life, He does good things for you, and He's blessed you over the years with safety. He's blessed you with many many wins, and we'll say a business that's you know right now keeping you afloat. 
Oh, sure. God uh, definitely kept me afloat and is uh, my strength from day to day. Uh, that's my goal is to serve him with the talents that he's blessed me with. I don't always know exactly what to do with it, so I just try to make the best out of any situation. I'm learning now as I get older to not try to control situations, but to just react to what's in front of me. And uh, and it sort of pertains to how you drive a race car, right? You just react to what's in front of you, right? (laughs) Well, maybe you do, but uh, some other guys, I think they need to look ahead a little bit. But uh, again, Chris, for myself and, and Don back at the studio in North Carolina, uh, we appreciate you taking the time to spend with us, and I know I'm looking forward to uh, that Friday night in my my small part in it. And I think, uh, like I said, Pro Stock guys, if you're not doing anything, give Chris or Vince a call. Okay, thank you very much. This portion of tonight's program was brought to you by Jennerstown Speedway. I want to tell you a little bit about area auto racing news. Nice uh, newspaper. It covers a lot of good stuff. Some of the writers, Dave Moody, Ernie Saxton, Walt Weimer, Chuck Bollinger, Dave Dragovich, just to name a few. As a matter of fact, Bollinger, Dragovich, and uh, Weimer have been part of Rapping on Racing for many, many years. You can get 50 issues for $56. But what I like best is a digital subscription, which is $45. Really neat uh, paper. If you need more information, you can give them a call at 609-888-3618. That number again for Area Auto Racing News, 609-888-3618. You won't be disappointed. No one covers motorsports like Rapid on Racing. For nearly 40 years, Rapid on Racing has provided the best in motorsports information with knowledgeable and veteran reporters who cover all forms of racing. Weekly reports include local dirt and asphalt racing from Pennsylvania, Ohio, and West Virginia, plus the All-Star, Lucas Oil Late Models, NASCAR, Rush, and the World of Outlaws. Listeners get the latest breaking motorsports news. The show features special guests, local track reports, driver interviews. The host of Rapid on Racing is Don Gamble. A former driver and track promoter, Don brings a wealth of racing knowledge to the program every week. Rapid on Racing. Want to cover some short track results from Hummingbird Speedway? In the pro stocks, it was Andrew Gordon. Sean Hayden scored in the four cylinders. Super late models went to John Lee. Jake Foradon was the winner in the pure stocks. And the four cylinders, the four cylinder Potter Puff went to Kim Nelson. And the pure stock mechanics race was Nick Anderson. At Mercer Raceway, the 305 sprint feature went to Jim Morris. Andy Thompson scored in the mini stocks. The fast track crate modifieds feature winner was our good buddy Preston Cope. And in the pro stocks, it was Curtis J. Bish. We have a couple of victory lane interviews that Dave Oliveri did. One with Abby Gindelsberger and the second one with Emmy Laboon. And now, more Rapid on Racing with Don Gamble and Dave Oliveri. Abby, I had a chance to talk earlier this evening, and we were asking about some special moments. And you were kind of you said, well, I really don't have a whole lot, but, you know, winning here tonight has to be right up there. 
It definitely is. It's it's a pretty surreal experience being able to go from not doing well at all to winning. It's really cool. You know, when you sit there and you see something like that happen in front of you, that there's a caution and you come out, what goes through the driver's mind? There's only a couple laps left, and you were running like second and third, and then all of a sudden I have the opportunity now to put it in victory lane. It was definitely a little stressful because I wanted, I'm friends with Zoe. I wanted to make sure she was okay, and I was really glad to hear that she was okay. Uh, we know how we got the number, but let's thank your crew. They're, they're all here. There's a, there's a big, so I guess the McGills are a big part of your racing crew. That's what you told me earlier this evening and how you got involved and why you run the 05. But let's give them a shout out and let's also thank your sponsors for without them, it's, this is very difficult to do. Yes. I want to thank my family and friends first and foremost because they're the ones who give me this opportunity, who support me every way, who fix the car when I break it, who are just there for me when I need a shoulder to lean on because it can be pretty stressful. And then my sponsors, of course, Greater Pit Tree Service, Hannity Dance Academy, K&M Boring, A&F Engineering, Rowan Works. Oh, my gosh, there's so many who I'm so thankful for tonight. Fans, let's put your hand together one more time for your first feature winner, Abby Gimblesberger. Emmy, congratulations. We had a chance to, with all the girls to talk a little bit earlier tonight. Two features, finished second in the first one. I'm not sure if you made any adjustments on the car for the second one, but from where you started, you got to the lead quickly. And Zoe was about your only competition, but it seems you could take the car to the middle, to the high side. That's where it seemed to work best. Um, yeah, we didn't make any adjustments. It's just followed what we did in the first feature and did the second the same. I think this is win numbers at win number five. Yeah. Win number five. This is a lot of effort, and you know when we look at it, let's talk about your crew and the sponsors on the car, Emmy. Well, I couldn't thank my dad enough for uh, making this car go every week and being here, and uh, the refs' big help. They help us down at the shop almost every week. Uh, Hoods Up Quick Lube has been a big sponsor. Um, Gage Nugent at Nugent Contracting. Paul's Tree Service. Uh, anything I missed. I know you, you, we hate to look at points. It was a good points night. You got second in the first feature. You won the second one. Extends that a little, little bit. Mass to make you feel a little bit better with a few more weeks left to go. Um, I'm not really worried about points championship. Just trying to finish every week. Pennsylvania Motor Speedway, let's give a round of applause for tonight's winner in the always safe flagging and control young guns, Emmy Laboon. Proudly presented Rapping on Racing, the Tri-State's number one motorsports talk show. Today's program was brought to you in part by our marketing partners. Recognized by the Eastern Motorsports Press Association as one of the top racing shows in the Eastern United States. Have a great week and be sure to tune in next Monday for another installment of Rapping on Racing. Stand on it. Come on, y'all. Stand.